1: This is A New World Order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the Nation of Zane-Australia, here with my esteemed colleagues, your
0: people's champion, your one in two hundred, Sebastian of the United States of Sebamerica, america
2: And I am Andrew Schosler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia.
1: Good evening. Yeah. I, I will grant in Andropolia. <laughs> Yep. And that's the qualification that means something. There. This is not a title
2: I chose. It was bestowed upon oh. me by the people.
0: That's not because true. Because of a choice that you made. This yeah. is true. <laughs> it's like you directly made that choice.
2: <laughs> yes, but it's in writing. It's it's out of my hands now. So no, it's, it's still you're <laughs> still you're the only one that
0: can change
1: it in fact. <laughs> So, if you're joining us for the first time, we each have a virtual nations that we run on NationStates.net, and each week we get together to discuss the issues that are plaguing our nations, yell at each other a bit, and then see how to make our countries, inadverted commas, better. So, I have an issue. I have long long an issue. way to go for some of us.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is the most pressing issue that has ever fallen upon my nation, my hands to fix for my nation. Well, please. It is titled Delivering Mayhem in 30 Minutes or Less. Oh, that's true. That is a very serious issue. Yes. Hoping to increase its market share, Seb America's second largest pizza chain, De Luigi Bros Pizza, began guaranteeing free pizza if they weren't delivered in 30 minutes or less. Since the policy began several months ago, there have been several reports of De Luigi's delivery crew driving recklessly in order to beat the deadline. After a number of fatal accidents were attributed to, to Luigi's drivers, citizens are calling for action. It's time Why? for action. It's, this Why is, are the citizens calling for action? Ban
1: all, pizzas, ban cars, ban roads, <laughs> ban eating.
0: <laughs> What's funny is half of those are probably going to be options. I haven't read through yet. but
1: uh, Zane Australia has dealt with this issue before. Um, I will happily advise you on the way through. All right. Oh, yeah!
2: Oh, oh, yes, you did too. I remember that.
0: Here's a thought, says Lara Svensson, environmental activist and committed bicyclist. Uh, bicyclist? I can't speak. Bi- bicyclist. Bicyclist, thank you. These auto accidents wouldn't be happening if there weren't any cars in the first place. If you banned cars from our roads and focused on bikes and mass transit, we'd all be safer and our environment would be cleaner too. We've got nothing to lose except an auto industry, of course. And the pizza industry will probably take a hit too since it'll be hard to deliver pizzas. But that doesn't matter. Our safety and this planet's future do.
1: Won't somebody think of the pizzas? This was one that I was drawn to.
0: Yeah, I've been (laughs) waiting for the chance to ban cars. (laughs) But also I can't ban cars. Because America, just do whatever you want, man. Yeah,
2: no, do it. The Endropoleons did it. We turned out fine. What did you guys do? Yeah, we put everybody on mass, mass uh, public transport. Which you hate government. And then, and then we gutted
0: the uh, public transport department. That's <laughs> like, yeah, <so> good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While they were it, We lost 10 million people overnight. It's
1: a great way to... Cut costs. <laughs> if all the population's also tax revenue, but we, that's next year's problem.
0: If all of the population's on the bus, when you hit delete on the bus, mm. you have less population to deal with. Yeah. It's just math yeah. someone's Someone's been go.
1: playing SimCity. Yeah,
0: <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with anything, asks Rod Campbell, successful personal injury lawyer and owner of four sports cars. The real issue... Is that D. Luigi's enacted a stupid policy that yes. resulted in injury and property damage? We need to send a clear message to big businesses that they should be held liable for their mistakes. And the best way we can do that, of course, is with a punitive class action lawsuit. Well,
1: <sighs> yeah, it's not the no. best way,
0: but the idea of come on, they fucked up. It's their yeah. fault.
1: That's that's true. Yeah,
2: that's well, good hold in. on. It's the drivers who have been causing fatal accidents, it's their
0: fault. But the pressures they've received from their employer. Okay, so if I was...
2: And and that's exactly right. It's then on on them to file a lawsuit with the company and that's where the class action should be, from the delivery drivers, not from other
0: people. Well, the people that were injured by the accidents, they're going to have to seek legal damage from yep. someone. I yeah. wouldn't target the I mean, driver they, if I could target the company. Like, let's, no,
2: but the drivers are still responsible.
0: Yeah, but I would target the company because they have more money.
1: Yeah, they have more
0: money. I don't think these people are going to target the delivery driver <laughs> who's on like $15 an hour and they could target Mr. Luigi. I think they would go for both. That's also an option, but they would <laughs> But they would if they only went for one, it would be the company. It wouldn't be I'm the driver. I'm saying
2: you should go for the driver. Oh, I wouldn't. In any no, money. no, because that's because that's who was responsible for it. And then he should...
0: Well, yeah, so in Australia, when you're you're driving for a job, whether I'm not sure if it applies for bus drivers, but if for truck drivers it does. If you're speeding, your work can cover the speeding fine to absolve you of losing any points, but if they have they to p- pay, I think it's double the... Or something, triple five the, times. Five times the fine. So in our country, there's already precedents where the company... Can take ownership of the acts of an individual to protect the individual. Yeah, why would they though? Um, but the options there, I'm saying that they can already claim. point No, no, it no point it's, of it's, liability. it's not that
2: they take responsibility. It's that if they fail to nominate a, an, an individual who was in control yeah. of, of the vehicle, and I think there are, I think there are steps in place where you you should have a record. I mean, it's it, it's only if you didn't have a record or if, or if it was vague. Who was driving? Oh, so I at, thought it was an option the that the
0: company could t- do that to not lose their driver off the road.
2: I don't think it's so much an option as a matter of last resort that the fine will still be paid, um, yep. but only if there can't be a driver identified.
1: Okay. And so that can't can be an in inverted commas. Yeah. Yep.
2: In the case of truck drivers and bus drivers, you absolutely know who is driving at the time. Yep. Yeah. There's no- Unless
0: they're a cyborg. <laughs>
2: Well, but in that case the drivers are still responsible. And I'm I know I'll be unpopular for saying this but shame on them. If you have a job where you're being pressured to do something unethical, you should quit.
1: Yeah. You should or, quit. Just not speed. Get yeah. Free pizza. <laughs> Say I couldn't get there in 30 well, minutes. Open another location. And
2: if you get fired for, for that, yeah. then that's that then that's the legitimate. That, that's the honest way of uh, of dealing with yeah. that issue. Yeah.
0: As usual, science has the answer. Claims renowned engineer and futurist Dr. Zelda Holst.
2: Hmm.
1: You're prob- I wonder what she's going to propose. I think she's a uh, she's a Australian export.
0: You're probably aware that there have been numerous developments in un- uh, unmanned aerial vehicles over the past several years. Well, my laboratory has been developing this compact flying courier robot with the VTLO and GPS and a bunch of other initialisms that make it perfect for this kind of application. It performed okay in the test flight we did. So, if the military would allow us to sell these things to our uh, pretty much everyone, defense contractors can make a mint manufacturing them, and pizza chains can save pizza chains can save a small fortune by not having to pay armies of inexperienced teenage drivers. Now, they should still carry plenty of insurance, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is have you, have you ever looked at your roof and thought to no. yourself, hmm, it's just not on fire enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those cold winters are no longer a problem, although I guess when the fire goes out, those cold winters are a huge problem. <laughs> Bigger problem. Yeah. And finally... Wait, this is getting out of hand, moans Benito Di Luigi, CEO of and co-founder of Di Luigi Bros Pizza. We just wanted to dethrone those smug jerks at Papa Palucci's. That's all. This isn't our fault. The real culprit is uh, suburbia. Yeah. Those rows and rows of poorly built identical houses and stupid cul-de-sacs are a confusing nightmare to our delivery crews. And most people should be living in urban high-rise apartments, and I guess everyone can save time. By not commuting so much. Oh, God, what are you suggesting? (laughs) Offer some incentives to get people to move. A month's free rent and a bulldozer. What? No. A bulldozer through the living room and refuse to leave. He wants me to evict people from the suburbs. No, no, no. Let's
1: restructure the entire city. For the pizza shop. For the pizza delivery guy.
0: These are all insane options. I don't even want to go the drones one because I... There are benefits to everybody living in a high rise.
1: There are. But... Bulldozing, I like backyards. Bulldozing their house <laughs> to make them move is a little extreme. Meh. Even by Andrew Polly instead. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, in short, <laughs> ban cars from the roads, <laughs> sue everyone. No, sue the company. Sue the company, but in a class yeah. action. So, lots of people suing the company. Yeah. Um, drones. Evict people from their homes to live in apartments. Mm-hmm. This is a mixed bag. These are really. And sometimes you get very similar options. Not today. Nope. No, that's exactly right. Uh, I guess out of all the options, it's probably drones. Am I paying for them though? Oh, come on. Them? Yeah, you're paying
1: for them. Oh, I don't want to um, pay for them. So. For the first one, I know you're against bans in Sub-America.
0: Yeah, so I don't want to ban cars for that reason. I mean, I want to ban cars, but I can't ban cars for that reason. My my second best option is the lawyer option. Because yeah, well, it'll some, be a very speedy trial. Yeah. Someone in Submerica. Someone. Yeah. Oh, that's is it true. <laughs> I'm
1: no judges. What's
0: happen? <laughs> yes, send it to court. Some say that lawyer is still looking for the court this, this very day. <laughs>
1: no, he's still he's still sleeping in a box outside the courtroom. Just <laughs> knock on the box. Say, hey, all these people really want that bucks? guy to pay him lots of money. Can you? Uh, I mean, we'll give you a, give you a couple <laughs> notes. We will give you a tenner. <laughs> Buy a um, hot meal.
0: I, I I like the idea of the drones. But that's their problem. They should have done that. Um makes, they still can. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm not legalizing them, right? Like I'm just you're, No,
1: you're you're le- basically legalizing military hardware.
0: No nah, probs not. Um Yeah, I'm not moving on. I'm gonna go with the lawyer option. Alright. Just because it's they if they wronged you, you have a chance to fix it yourself, but I'm leaving it in their hands, not taking it to mine. Zane Australia went the drones option. Yeah, cool. it was a good option. I would have, like I said, businesses have become paranoid as waves of lawsuits sweep the nation. <laughs> uh, justice returns as court system reintroduced is my headline. Whoa. Yeah. Oh.
1: Well, if you want to sue someone, you've got to have a judge. Yeah.
0: Well, they either flip-flop said America, <laughs> jobless numbers grow, national pride on the rise. Retirement problem solving itself, (laughs) economists say. (laughs) So it's probably not by death.
1: Economists are still aware of death.
0: (laughs) Tax increase, uh, vital to funding, sub-American innovation, more economists say. Um, Cancelled policies. Um, I've never seen this tab before, but it was um, the no judiciary one. So it's now been cancelled, so Mm -hmm. they've taken it away from me. Yep. Can't I'm t- surprised yeah. nation states did that. <laughs> um, as for ups, insurance went up almost 12% Though as an industry. Only 12? Well, yeah, 11.9, so not even 12. That's like. <laughs> in not 12,000%. <laughs> just 12%? Just 12%? Yeah. Right. Um, income equality went up 6%. Safety went up 8%. Why did my death rate go up? Oh, whatever. It didn't go up much. As for the downs, is suicides from
2: the corporate uh, head. I hope so.
0: <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> hey, it's their choice. Hey, it's always been their see choice. CEOs the people too, Seb. Yeah, <laughs> they made their choice.
1: That's a, that's a different thing by saying, the saying. I hope they made the choice to kill themselves. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: It's
1: like it's always as your as choice to kill yourself. <laughs> like I hope
0: you make it. No no, 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 no. It's like I hope they made the choice. Rather than someone made the choice for them. I hope they made the choice. Um, (laughs) The downs aren't as bad as I thought, eh? Um, Pizza delivery went down 23%. Not surprising. Crime down six. Gambling down six. Black market down five and a half. Uh, wealth gap. What
1: were your pizza companies distributing that your black market is down five and a half percent?
0: <laughs> it's a, a real good question, Zane. Um, but yeah, black market, wealth gap's all down. Average income of the rich went down 5%. Economic freedom went down 5%. So that's not really good. And my economy actually went down 4%. So that's not good.
1: Wow. But, penalizing businesses.
0: But it's keeping them honest. So that's fine. Nominally. More honest than they were when there was no court. <laughs> You know what else keeps businesses honest? Customers. Customers,
2: yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, this, this was the customers suing them. It's like, yeah, this They is, could this just is not shop there
2: anymore and that would have the same effect. They were hit
0: by cars.
1: Well, those weren't customers no, I mean, that were hit. Yeah. They,
0: they were, were potential customers. Yeah, that's right. Or potentially right. also customers, it depends.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I'm really curious of this 30%, sorry, 23% drop in my pizza delivery industry of how much of an issue that is. Oh, no, it's actually fine.
1: It goes up and down quite a bit.
0: Mine's been mostly down, though, because it started off at, like, oh, 2,700, wow. and now it's down to 1,000. Okay, So mine's been steadily St. decreasing. America's
1: okay, loved their pizza. Yeah, what is this
0: pepperoni propulsion index? Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous, but, yeah, no, it's okay, fine. Okay, well, I have a more pressing issue. That's really important, guys. <laughs> As
1: we all know, at the very start of this venture... Zane Australia opted the controversial uh, decision to have compulsory military service. Ah. Uh, Under the understanding that compulsory military service wasn't necessarily military, solely military, it was also uh, a sort of national service that could... Uh, give otherwise unskilled people skills that they can use in the workforce afterwards. Yeah. The underbelly so,
2: did exactly the same thing.
1: So part of the, I guess, I guess you'd call it welfare, but also education system. So my issue is my compulsory military service is under attack. Ooh. Concerned mothers and nervous school leavers are petitioning the government to abolish compulsory military service. Our children are being forced and to be trained to murder, protests Beverly Harris, chairperson of the Parents Against All Things Violent <laughs> organisation. For too long now, the government has been snatching away our children and training them to become killing machines. This archaic practice must be banned at once. Sure, some of them could end up breaking into cars or terrorizing old people, but hey, kids will be kids, (laughs) right? (laughs) I mean, like, yes.
0: It's not crazy, right?
2: It's not crazy, no.
0: No, well, then it is
1: one of the thing. one of the benefits of instituting compulsory military service or national service was a significant drop in youth crime. Mm. So obviously that would be undoing
0: that. I wonder if it's because is it because the youth are now disciplined or because the youth are now busy somewhere occupied. else? Occupied. Honestly,
1: yeah. yeah, they're occupied. Also educated. It's yeah. been proven that educated people commit fewer crimes.
0: Or bigger, badder crimes. Well, fewer <laughs>
1: violent crimes, fewer petty crimes. Yes. That your white collar ones
0: probably be. Yeah. What, off, yeah,
1: what make up the majority of the crime rate... It's is, probably not
2: yeah. not necessarily tied like uh, not a result of the education but if you're educated you're probably going to be employed or probably yes. going to be likely to get a also, job and yeah, want a job
1: you you uh have your your likelihood to be in a higher socioeconomic bracket also you have options you yeah. you don't you don't feel yeah. like you have to commit a crime to live yeah option number 2 there are only two what a preposterous idea Scoffs Drill Sergeant Freddie Octavian. The youth of Saint Australia has never needed the discipline provided by the armed forces more than it does today. And with all these rogue states out there, we need all the recruits we can get. If anything, the government should lengthen the required service and drop the minimum age to something more reasonable.
0: You guarantee if you pick this, it'll be like ten... <laughs>
1: like, so, it's either get rid of it altogether or drop or, the age and lengthen it.
2: Or insanely electrify it. Yeah. yeah. Hypercharge military service.
1: And honestly, over the time that we've been playing uh, this particular simulation, I have instituted various other welfare and educational uh, policies mm-hmm. that I'm pretty comfortable with getting rid of national mm-hmm. service. Uh, I think that I, I don't think that it's as necessary now as it was before. My crime is very much under control, and I don't. I definitely don't think we need more of it. So, Ed, either of you have any?
2: I think of the two options that you have: either to get rid of it or to double down on it. Yeah, <clears throat> getting rid of it is the better
0: option. I, I mean, think, like I'd would have had it, I guess, but. Well, to oh, be fair, my military
1: is tiny to begin with. So it was never really military service. It was, I always tried to push it as more national service. Yeah. Mm.
2: Now, this isn't a call to abolish your military altogether. No. This is just, just
1: compulsory the, military service, so compulsory national service. For school leavers and. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, well, I'm just going to do option number one. And see what happens. Say, Australia invaded <laughs> <with> the. Uh, <laughs> the military struggles with recruitment, ah. and my civil rights rose from excellent
0: to superb. Ooh, good, it's me.
1: Uh, compulsory mili- military service abolished. Engine room of economy ticking over nicely. Naked people protesting something again. Fewer lazy bums than ever before. boss's note: an edgy teen comedy sweeps TV awards. Oh. Cancelled policies. I also have a cancelled one. Conscription. Period of military service is compulsory for all citizens. Not anymore. Oh, and I have four new banners, which is just develop superb civil rights, eschew the military, (laughs) uh, share the institution of marriage. I don't know why that... Popped up now yeah. <laughs> and develop suburb civil rights. All right, so I got that one twice.
2: Just quickly on the recap, there is it a new feature of nation states uh, to announce cancelled policies and reinstatement of previous this is policies? The first
0: time that I've noticed. Yeah, it. I've never this noticed. It. Yeah, yeah, same. Okay, got some bad news, guys. I went through my policies because it gave me the when it says you've cancelled policies. I didn't realize you could go in and see them all. Yeah, Those all banned out. Um, I have no no um, jails. Yeah and I briefly had no judiciary, but what I did have at the exact same time as all that is, because it hasn't come up yet, is the death penalty. <laughs> so I said, no, no court, no prison, just, just, just death. execution. <laughs> <laughs> which was great. Um, which obviously, that, that's the only thing I, I didn't realise I had, because I must have been when we first started off, it would have all just right. been
2: there. Oh, you'll have to tell me how to check that. I'm very curious to know my current the scales.
1: Ah.
0: I believe it's the scales, yeah.
2: Okay. okay. Are, yeah, I have are. some
1: big ups and some big downs. Youth rebelliousness, up 100%. Ooh. It wasn't very high to begin with, I'm not too worried. This is true. Uh, arms manufacturing and defence forces both down 100%. Uh, manufacturing down 20%. Authoritarianism down 19.7%. Mm. Social conservatism, taxation, welfare, government size all down around 3%. And then the other ones that have gone up. Uh, crime up 2.7%, employment up 2.5, pacifism up 1.9, uh cheese exports up 1.5, agriculture up 1.5, civil rights up 1.5, average income up 1.5, economic output, intelligence, recreational drug use and nudity all up around 1%. So biggest
2: change youth rebelliousness,
1: really youth rebelliousness and defense forces and arms manufacturing. Mm. So I think that's fine. Youth can be rebellious. We will give them that freedom. (laughs) Because they're also joining the workforce. Employment is up 2.5%. Well, that's good.
2: Well, I mean, they would have had jobs either in the military or somewhere else anyway. Yeah. So it's not like it's a big, huge change.
0: What have you got, Andrew?
2: I have another schools issue. Now, before I read this, you'll long um, long-term listeners will know that Andropolia abolished a national curriculum in favour of schools. In fact, it abolished the public education system altogether, um, and so schools elect their own curriculum. Uh, so, rural schools obviously have a very heavy, you know, goat milking component, and mm. not so heavy on the mm. on the uh, computer uh, programming
1: classes. But what about programming goat milking? machines.
2: You see, there is is room to integrate. (laughs) And I'm sure there is a school doing exactly that. How to examine your testes. Mm. Awful title. Mm. At the Mm. International Conference of Education, head teachers and education ministers generally have a drink or ten and get a chance to meet their peers from across the world. The conference happens to be in Andropolia this year and having nothing better to do one night, you decide to attend a mixer. As it happens, the topic of conversation is standardized testing. Ooh! Duego, education director, who you won here, apparently misunderstanding the nature of the social mixer, has set up a projector upon a <laughs> <laughs> upon a platter of hors d'oeuvres and is currently word for word reading off
1: PowerPoint slides. Classic teacher.
2: In Duego, standardized tests assess student performance throughout education. Central scoring streams... The student...
1: I can't do that accent. (laughs) Is it Kazakhstan? I'm not even (laughs) sure where (laughs) it's from.
2: (laughs) Centaur scoring streams the students, gives accurate comparison, and identifies the cream of the crop for industry roles. Next slide, please. This is the foundation of economic success and also why duego children are so much better at maths and science than the lazy and undisciplined children of your nations. You should adopt the duego system. Any questions?
1: No, there head is, off. there's no de- death penalty in <laughs> This is not a death
0: penalty. <laughs> Cutting was, his head off is a death penalty. He wasn't sentenced. <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> it's fine. It's just straight murder. Like, good news, though. No death penalty for that. No death penalty.
2: <laughs> well, there's no death penalty in Australia. Uh, Austra- I keep saying Australia. Andropoleum.
0: <laughs> but you can still murder someone.
2: Well, you, it's not like you, well, you still get punished for it. Yeah, but you,
0: it's fine. What are they going to do? Kill you?
2: Well, they don't kill you. Exactly. There are much more horrible things that can. What do they do in (laughs) Etruria? You go to jail. That's not too bad.
1: Fire and torture in jail. You get
2: separated
0: from society, which you have elected not to not to be a part of. But you get to be part of a society you agree more with. (laughs) The murdery side. Not
1: necessarily, unless they want to murder you.
0: They always. Most certainly do. Yeah, exactly right.
2: So, who you won here is uh, very keen on standardized testing because it boosts science and maths. Two very important subjects, but whether they're the most important to students, that's up to the schools. I don't think I can. I don't think I so can l- this, legislate that. Is
1: this question about the actual? process of testing, or is it about what subjects you want to emphasise in your... No, no, it's
2: really about imp- whether or not to implement standardised testing. Okay. It, I think the subsequent um, options will make that clear. There are three more. Constant testing teaches children only how to pass tests, interjects Anti Makanen, a progressive uh, head teacher from the socialistic nation of Skundilund.
0: Hmm. Carefully like putting. Him
2: carefully putting down his drink. Obsession with competition only makes children equate success with dominance. Use carrot and stick methods and you get an ass. Pun intended. When children compete, most are taught only that they are losers. Abandon testing and teach love of knowledge.
1: I like of, that. I yeah, like that's, that's kind of the Andrew I, I like that, that sentiment. Yeah, exactly yeah. right.
2: Exactly right. It's important to know things, but what to know? should still be left up to, to the schools.
1: The, the the problem is that philosophy really comes from a personal place and it's very hard to indoctrinate a child into that philosophy. Good. Yeah. We, well, shouldn't, that, that, we shouldn't be what, indoctrinating Well, children. But that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. that's all well and good for a teacher to believe that. Yeah. The actual practice of that in a classroom, though, is, I think, is impractical. Ah. That being said, there's very good. Saying Australia would love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but so. I think that's that's not a practical response.
2: And I would argue against that. I would think that it is to say that okay, we're going to have we're um, going to have classes where your success is not measured by how well you perform in a test. Um, you know, however, that's structured. Typically, yeah. you know, standardized tests are very heavy on the multiple choice. Yes, yeah. um, which depending because they're on your, easy to mark. They're easy to mark, yeah. and they're not really that challenging if um, if you know what you're looking yes. for as a as yeah. a test taker. Um, whereas, you know, just wanting to learn things and being in in an environment where you are encouraged to know stuff mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is. If you're finding out more about it in, in detail, that's good. That's the kind of person that we want in society, somebody who will pursue a passion.
1: I agree. Yeah. But that is assuming the best of everyone involved. And if, <laughs> and if we've learned anything, it is that maybe I'm a bit pessimistic and you are a bit optimistic. <laughs> now, <laughs>
2: I'll grant you that. I'll grant you that. But at the heart of this is this idea with the Napoleon idea, my my ideal as well, that the free market sorts people out and yep. people find the skills that they need to do the things that they want, right? They ju- yeah, they, uh, yeah they, absolutely. They, they, they just do. So you can, I don't know, romanticise education, in the sense that, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody knew, you know, classical maths and Latin and had this great, you know, basis of of, uh, of knowledge in all these different in all these different things? It's wonderful yes. to, to say that and romanticize education to that extent. But
1: thank what, you. I will.
2: What did the, <laughs> what do those students who, who go through those schools go go through those systems actually retain at the end of it? How does it shape their their um, their thinking? When work. all when all they're taught is you know a, a very heavy focus on academics, a little bit on um, sort of physical education, and not that much really not that much on practical things like budgeting and changing tires and life skills, uh, you know cooking and things like that. There are some elements of those in schools. I remember from my own. Uh, but how
1: is that answer encouraging that outlaw?
2: No, no. The the point is is that the current school system, at least you know, in, in, in a lot of Western uh, um, uh, Western democracies, is uh, this idea that you do have a lot of academic subjects: mm-hmm. science, maths, history, yes. uh, geography. You know, these are all things that you need to go to a library to research and then report back on. They're not the only things that are worthwhile knowing.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: And they, as a skill set for future employment are Not as useful as something more practical, like programming, which has a direct uh, direct implementation
1: oh, I, I agree or, uh,
2: gra- gra- yeah. graphic design uh, driving whatever whatever you know there are a lot of practical things that aren 't taught in schools um, that are taught on the job you could you could get much more well-rounded people, much more suited to to the workforce if they start
1: those skills very early. Sure. If they (laughs) want to. Yes. And that's that's the issue that I'm like.
2: No, but the current education or or the the modern education system doesn't not produce lazy
1: people. No, I I agree.
2: There are still lazy people, so clearly it's not the educational system that controls... But those
1: lazy people know how to read. Whereas a hundred years ago, lazy people didn't know how to read.
2: No, but most people didn't know how to read a hundred years ago because there wasn't really a need for it. Most of the time, a hundred years ago was spe- spent on the farm because that was just an, a, a reality of uh, of life. Uh, and
1: those people who learned how to read one way or another got off the farm. I mean, reading it was ed- like education oh, in no, itself no, is you, a benefit. Y- <sighs>
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. How many languages can you read in? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two and a bit. Do you think it'd be better if you, if you could read in more languages?
1: Uh, Where do you stop? Right now, yes. <laughs> in I Australia. Mean, I mean, I agree, but yeah. I don't see how that image, that, 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 uh, that policy is encouraging that philosophy. It's just saying, like, this philosophy is no. great.
2: No, because it instead of telling children this is what you're going to learn, it says this is the time for learning. Pick something and go for it. All
1: right. If pick, that's pick how you're interpreting you like, it. Oh, that's, that's, then, yeah. Unless you
2: unless you're reading it differently.
1: I I kind of like say let's put this okay let let's put this broad statement there. All right. It is it is very not, vague. Yeah. No, there's no like practical. Uh, direction from that particular okay. statement. Like, okay. I agree that that is what you want. Well, uh, uh, that that philosophy leads to better, well, more well-rounded people. But in the in terms of like your the previous one is like it has been shown this leads to this. Yes, if you want this, and yes. this is the process is like, yes. oh, let's forget all about that. Wouldn't it be nice if this was the case? Yes, and so that's. Is, I'm just a little, like, the last one was very much A to B number to one, C. Number and this one, one is just kind of like, I don't know, check out, <laughs> check out Z over here.
2: Number one is about structured education yeah. and predictable results. Number two is about unstructured education, unpredictable results. Uh, and that's where Andropolia... Yeah. is going because...
1: Well, that, that would line up with what you've done in the past. So, yeah. Because
2: with unpredictable results, you get innovation. Yep. Or rather, you open up the possibility for innovation yep. in a way that structured education p- prevents it. Yeah. Closes it down. Okay, very quickly, last two options, because I think number two is a definite winner there. So on the one hand, we got a rote learning clones and on the other, liberal hippies spits cowboy hat wearing Johnny Wayne, interrupting his poker game to literally and metaphorically put his cards on the table. In the United Federation, we got a saying, hey, government, butt out. Let each school be its own business, deciding its own way with no centralised tyranny. Let parents vote with their wallets and either pick the school they want or pick no school at all. I was raised in my uncle's farm. I just learned how to how to herd steers uh, from the back of a horse. That's real life education.
1: That is Andropolia. So that's the one that you're going for.
2: No government schools at all. Yep, let schools uh, do their own thing, and even you know don't don't to uh, mandate um, compulsory education. All right. It's in a parent's interest to send them to school.
1: It's to in a parent send their children to school. Extended. Interest is in the child's interest for a parent to send them to school. Yeah, but there are bad parents out there, and there are bad people out there, and that kind of perpetuates that. <laughs> yeah, that, that but, problem.
2: But schools don't fix kids in bad homes,
1: but they give them options it's... once they. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If this is this situation, raised on a farm, and farm yeah. and farmer says no, you're not going to school. I need you to work on the farm. Yeah. Here's how to shear sheep, milk cows and ride horses. Yeah, I'm going to beat you every day until you know what you're doing okay, yeah. and I'm going to lock you in your room every night. Yeah. When that kid reaches, gets strong enough to run away and survive, what is he <laughs> going to do? <laughs> he, has, he has no concept of anything no. outside that.
2: But how is that any different... From again, the only the only thing that we're changing is the way that the school the the education system is run. In that same environment, where you have a government school and uh, you know definite school hours, where the kid is expected to go. In mm-hmm. fact, there'll be there'll be you know police attention if the child doesn't show up at school. So the parents
1: send them off to but school. That option number three says the parents get to say whether they go to school or not.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, what's the difference between a situation where Education is encouraged by parents, and education is absolutely discouraged, or rather, not given any, not given any uh, um, second thought.
1: The but difference that, is that, a, waste that of time. a child has a certain amount of autonomy in a school environment where their parents are not. Whereas, if they are with their parents one hundred percent of the time, if they are, so if they're violent, radical extremists, yeah, the kid will grow up not knowing anything different. Whereas if they're expected to be at school in an environment with other people, with other views, mm-hmm. learning whatever it is that school teaches them, it gives them uh, information from outside that one bubble that their parents can give them.
2: Yeah, but we already we already allow homeschooling as, um, as an option for parents to elect.
1: Homeschooling, but they still are subject to criteria and testing. Yeah,
2: and I'd, yeah. I'd, I think these are really extreme cases that aren't, aren't you know, going to be helped with, with legislation either way. These are really extreme cases that you're suggesting where yeah, parents yeah, are. are very cruel to their children. That doesn't happen that
1: often, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't happen that often, but... That, that,
2: that parents are cruel. And, you know, people live in, in, in communities, they live in societies. Somebody would notice a child being mistreated eventually.
1: That, even again, the most that, that, that again is even in the society <laughs> where we have all the safeguards it doesn't happen no that's
2: the, and that's exactly right yeah. I, I, I don't think legislating education fixes bad parenting
1: and when you're already giving a, a, a an age of consent to re, say religious yeah. choices, I think you're giving the parents a lot of power over a child that doesn't get any other say if they, if their parents don't say, but that's how but say. that's
2: how children are raised.
1: Well, not uh, not if they're
2: no parents have parents have immense discretion even even in Australia. Parents have incredible discretion over, over what their, what their children are exposed to.
1: Not without supervision, though.
2: Uh, no, but there's, you know, they don't have to go to ballet classes or learn an instrument or learn a second language or any of these things. No, they don't, no. but
1: they either... A parent can say, no, to, you're not going to do that. They either that. have to be homeschooled and then tested and visited yeah. uh, or they have to go to a school where teachers can say, what's going on at home? Something's wrong and if something's wrong, report it. Whereas in this situation, a parent or a cult leader... Or whatever yeah. could isolate any number could, of people. Yeah, could,
2: but there and are there, and
1: there's no safeguards at all.
2: I know. I don't think that's right. I think there are still safe because people still live together. You still have neighbours. Mm, you
1: know, isolated farms are big, Andy. Yeah,
2: but <laughs> the isolated farms, even even with uh, school programs uh, in and such. They're not necessarily, you know, travelling an hour to, to, into town to get to school every day. They, they're enough. going to have a remote
1: station. Fair enough. A remote it station. is andropolia. <sighs> I've, tr- I've done my due diligence. How dare you. Education dare is you the s- basis of progress. Um, that's all I'm... Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And I think people are very good at discovering w- the things that they need to know or the things that excite them that they want to know more about. I don't think that I don't think passion is something that is taught. It's not something that's implemented. But it
1: can definitely be fostered or discouraged.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And good parents
1: will do it in any system and not everyone's a good parent. Like <laughs> No,
2: but you can't legislate good
1: parenting. No, but you can give the children options outside of their parents. I don't think that's... A public school system is about giving child the option of an education regardless of their parents' background. Yeah, but a very
2: specific education. It's not not uh, open, it's very focused. It's very focused towards knowing a particular particular, um, array of things and to think in a very particular way. Yes. That's not really an option. (laughs) It's an option of think like us or you know you'll fail and and no and nobody will want you.
1: I think basic reading writing and arithmetic isn't so much thought indoctrination as what you're putting forward. I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> but like that that what you're suggesting is not I guess the point
2: is it's it's scary to think about the stuff that you don't know, right? It's um the education system we have is very predictable. You learn about science, history, those things, and we know how people turn out when they, when they learn about those things. You know, because we all turn out more or less the, the same way. We all go through the same school program. Yes. It's very scary to think about what else could be. How, how would we turn out if we didn't have a system like that? We don't know. The things that the things that that would foster, we don't know the innovations that that, that would happen in that system. We d- we don't know. We and, have and we have s- thousands and of years of history. And anyway. to be sceptical, education is very modern and very recent. It thousands really is. Of years no, 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 no. Of no, no. different styles th- of education for thousands of years, people have had a very specific set of skills that they have pursued.
1: I think we're, we've, we're going on super long, so what are the other <laughs> All interests? right, all right,
2: the last one. Couldn't we be a bit more moderate? Try and make something of all three options, wonders your education minister trying to escape from the trio of foreign educators closing in on her. Maybe there's an Andropolean way, with compulsory exam assessments but not a national test, but a choice of examination boards competing on the free market. And maybe you could have some state schools with part private funding, and some private schools with state regulation, and some structured homeschooling involving some time in communal classrooms. That sounds good, doesn't it? Maybe, possibly. No, free market wins. That's it. End of discussion.
1: Wasn't, wasn't, that, wasn't that a free market option?
2: No, that's not. That is absolutely all about regulation.
1: Oh, yeah. About no, having say regulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Home education can sometimes be a load of bollocks.
1: <laughs> sometimes.
2: <laughs> Antipolis civil rights, however, rose from average to good. Hurrah! Edgy teen comedy sweeps TV awards. Passerby saves child from mugger. You see? Ethics. <laughs> Tourism industry discounts <laughs> benefit locals and government initiative unusual but good, experts say. <laughs> <laughs> so we have youth rebelliousness up. Two hundred percent.
1: Ah, it's in the water. Yeah.
2: Hey, automobile manufacturing is back. Hooray! I don't know how, but it's back. <laughs> good job. <laughs> cars are still banned as far as I know, but it's
1: back. Tractors? We're, we're building Maybe they're cars. exporting.
2: Very good. Mm. Very good. You see, the free market wins. We took all those. <laughs> took all those stodgy factories, they retooled, they have their op- op- uh, 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 opportunity now to, to educate children on creating great cars.
1: Point of order. That is a lot of conjecture based <laughs> on was, one data point. That, a
0: point of order as well. <laughs> the data does not lie. Um, you know how like everyone's like, ooh, German cars are really well made and then you think of Germany where they have like, the Autobahn and the, yeah. they're all into cars. No one's going to buy a car from the nation that no one drives in. It's like, oh, cool, yeah, because they know what they're talking about. But maybe they'll about? buy
1: a car from the nation that has zero road fatalities. This is true. It depends what stat they give them <laughs> in the ad, I guess. Is true. Yeah, what but stat goes on the advertising. Did you know
0: in the last three years no one died of the <laughs> car accidents?
2: Well, for whatever reason, I am as shocked as you are, auto manufacturing is back in Andropolia up one hundred percent agriculture up one hundred percent to zero from a negative number but still up this is good weaponization up sixty percent okay
1: where did that come
2: from i don't know but this is this is a, right. this is an issue with a lot of surprising results chumlessness up twenty six percent ideological radicality up surprisingly seventeen percent of course it would go up well I suppose yeah people are being uh, you know, well, you, you're literally
1: separating people. So, like, different areas will teach different things and so yep. they'll develop their yeah, own ideas that, and they'll differ from each that's other. That's yeah. that's fine.
2: Niceness, however, up 15%. So despite them being radicalised, they're also nicer.
1: Ideological exactly. radicality is different to, like, radicals.
2: <laughs> Basket weaving up 13%. Manufacturing as a whole up 12%. Yeah. Civil rights up ten, crime up seven percent. Oh. Weather is slightly better, and nudity is also slightly up. All right, that's all right. Nude schools. Let's. <laughs> that's the only thing I can
1: think of that would push nudity up.
2: Um, the Human Development Index is down three point six percent. Intelligence down four percent. Safety is down four. Scientific advancement down 6%, mm. but that's fine because science is not the only way a society moves forward. No,
1: manufacture. So, yeah, sometimes, Religion. You,
2: sometimes you need to make
1: stuff and feed or people. killing people. Yeah,
2: sometimes they need to yeah. die
1: too. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> government size down 7%. Yeah, hooray. Hooray, hooray. Infotech down 9%. Authoritarianism down 12 Insurance down 26%. People are feeling safer. This is a good thing. Sure. This is a great thing. Yeah. Or they can't afford it. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to say it. But that's, yeah, No, but all the other indicators, yeah, everything the, else the up economy is up. So up. Yeah. yeah, so it's not that they have trouble affording it. People just aren't taking it out. Book publishing, however, down 56%. But that may just be because people are doing courses online. Or? Or it's, or it's, or it's practical. Education not through books.
1: Yeah, they're not book smart anymore.
2: And education down 100%. But that's government education, not what the private sector does because this game does not measure what the private sector does. And I think if you did, Entropoglio would be a glowing, shimmering, golden, diamond-encrusted leaf... Mm. On, a, on, a, on, a, on a branch of purity and excellence. I will
1: allow you to have that delusion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm counting that as a massive win.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds like a really good choice for Andrew Poglia. You know, the, the ups definitely out, outweighed the downs on that one.
2: Beverage sales up 42%. Oh, no,
1: not beverage sales. Were your cheese exports touched?
2: I'm just trying to see. This had, this had a, a change in almost every, in almost every field. Law enforcement up 1%, as is wood chipping and mining. Just one. Just one. Defence forces up one. Pizza delivery up 1%. I can't see a cheese entry, but it's so intimately tied with... Pizza.
1: Mm. All right. It well you, I have I have waffled. <laughs> if if you have opinions on how you would handle education in your fictional country, tweet us at World Order Pod, find us on Facebook at a New World Order Podcast, email us at a new world order podcast at gmail dot com or find our Patreon, a new world order. And on there you will find all of our secret patron only episodes. Oh. One in five goes up on there, just for our favourite people in the world, They're juicy. our patrons. Mm. If you want to help us out in another way, you can subscribe and give us a rating and a review on iTunes or on Stitcher or on your podcatcher of choice. That helps us get into their algorithms and get them to push us out there. As always, at the end of the show, I am Zane C. Webber, Chancellor
0: of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I'm your people's champion, your one in two hundred, Sebastian of the United States of Seb america The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be.
2: And I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. Imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume.
1: Till next time, gentlemen. You find yourself in a rustic tavern. It's lit by a fire and a half and a grumpy looking bartender. And uh, I rule to crime. What? I rule to crime. Oh, crime. I'm proficient. I assist. Sweet. I rule to crime with advantage. Uh, okay. Oh, all right. What crime exactly are you
0: committing?
2: Uh,
1: to steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now.
2: No, I take it back. <laughs>
0: Law and Disorder is a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. It's a whole thing. We're not the worst.
1: Follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at that's not or find Law and Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now on with the game. A that's Not kind of Productions podcast.